0: Hey friends, how's it going? Welcome to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. Today I've got my new friend Ed Parko on. Ed is a talk show host, business owner, and Navy veteran with a bachelor's degree in marketing and a master's in international business and marketing. After getting out of the Navy, he gave the tech world a try before realizing it just wasn't for him when he found an opportunity to work in the mortgage industry. Ed's love for numbers and helping people have kept him in the mortgage field ever since. So he is a top real estate expert and the person to go to when it comes to home ownership and mortgages. So in this episode, we're going to dig into why everybody should be buying real estate right now and the steps to buy your first home in the next 30 days. This is despite what you might think about a recession coming up, how to get your first home with just 5%, 3%, even 0% down. So you put zero money down and you can get your first home how to turn 100K into 280K in a year, and why Ed thinks the real estate industry is going to continue to appreciate drastically over the next five to 10 years. You're not going to want to miss this because he shares some crazy numbers that I was not aware of. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the Shit You Don't Learn in College book available now. You can also check it out on Amazon, but just head over and get the book. You're gonna absolutely love it. All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. Today, we've got my new friend, Ed Parko on. Ed, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, man. So for, for everybody who doesn't know Ed, obviously, I now get to know you because I've known you for a total of a week and a half. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, for everybody who doesn't know you, I'd love for everybody to get the maybe three-minute story of uh, you know how you went from the Navy to the tech world to uh, the mortgage space as a business owner and, and a little bit of insight into your journey.
1: Well, that's so it's a hair back before that. So yeah. I, I, you know, I grew up, I lost my dad at 12, Harry cell leukemia um, yeah. from Agent Orange, all that whole story. So I didn't have the dad there. But so when I, but I had a grandparents who had a dairy, so I'd go out there and work on the weekends and the summertime. So I learned how to, you know, back when everybody would work, it's a little different now. Um, (laughs) and so we worked, what I mean is as a kid, not all kids work. Now my kids didn't work when they were going to high school. So I learned that had a job right out of high school during high school, joined the Navy to see the world, got to see San Diego. Basically once I got down there, um, they had stuff about, they needed help in technology, even though I was a corpsman and stuff. So, but I did what you're supposed to with the military. You get your bachelor's and master's while I was in, when I got out, I, I went in the computer industry and I'm like, I want to do computer because that's what I've been doing. And and after a while, it just wasn't there for me. And so a yeah. f- neighbor of mine actually owned a mortgage company. And so I joined their mortgage company. And that's been history ever since. Started multiple of my own companies and just enjoy helping people build personal wealth through homeownership. And yeah. that's what I've been doing So when,
0: when you say, when you say mortgage company, I know what that means, but for anybody who doesn't understand what that means, maybe they're not familiar with the term. What, what would you, how would you explain that to someone?
1: So a mortgage company is basically, it's, and it's, what's sad is we don't even have mortgages in California we have trust deeds. So it's really the wrong term in California, but basically it's (laughs) what you use to help buy your house, you know, buy residential property. And that, you know, that's the funniest thing is we should be called trustee companies, right? Not mortgage companies.
0: So. Yeah. So basically you're helping people get the loans that would correct. be to be able to buy the house. Correct. Awesome. That so correct. So how like as kind a, of a
1: boring, it's kind of boring stuff, but you know, I enjoy it.
0: Well, you, I mean, you, you and I were talking about this, right? Like you, you're great with numbers and you love helping people. So obviously this ended up being an area that actually worked really well for you, right? Um, question for you, how old were you when you got into the mortgage space? 27, 27. So you kind of found what was, you know, call your calling per se, or something that you were actually passionate about and enjoyed doing when you were 27. Uh, yet a lot of us are asked to make the decisions around what we want to do with our career when we're like 17, 18 years old. Right. Like, so, so you obviously went into the military. Let's go back in your story a little bit. You went into the military to go see the world. Is there, do you think there's anything that you, you mentioned kind of, you just went through the process. Do you think there's anything you could have done there to start to learn what really mattered to you earlier on in life?
1: No, I, but I did. Um, so I went in to be in the medical field and I thought I wanted to become a doctor or something along that line. Yeah. And I realized I l- enjoyed helping people, just not helping people in the medical field. That yeah. was not what I like doing. All right. Yeah. So, um, and, and at that point, so you, you, the question is, yes, I learned through the, how to, a lot through the Navy about how to deal with things and come out the other side. You know, the biggest thing they tell us when you get on the military, lose who you are. And that's the one thing that I tell people not to do. Be brutally honest, like you learned in the military, be direct, all that kind of stuff. Because in my industry, I have to give bad news all the time, you know, or tell you the way it really is. I need to be direct and you need to understand I'm telling you the way it is the agent real estate agents are the ones that tell you how beautiful this house is and all this <laughs> stuff. I bring you back to reality about whether or not you can afford it and why you should why were you looking at that before you got qualified in the first place So all the way through got me to where I am now. you understand yeah,
0: yeah I do I do understand so so obviously now being in the mortgage space, what is it about the mortgage space that really drives you forward? why are you so passionate about it?
1: I really enjoy helping people get their first home. Okay. Right, there is no other feeling in the world than your first home, right? That's the first. That's a, I mean, it's like your first car, your first job, first girlfriend. <laughs> you know, what I mean, yeah. your first. That's but and a lot of times people don't realize that they can buy instead of rent. I mean, and it's sometimes cheaper. I mean, especially down where you guys are. I mean, you guys yeah. pay an Arm in a lake. Because I remember I used to live down there for 20 years and moved up to Northern California. <laughs> yep. So I know exactly how expensive it is.
0: So, so so tell let's talk about that for a second. Why are what are some of the reasons that people what are some of the reasons that people rent versus buying Is it they just don't know, or is it that they don't uh you know, I know they, I know from a go ahead.
1: I was gonna say because they think you need 20% down. Yeah. That's which it. Right there. How, that much you, the, how much
0: do you? How much do I know this? But how much do you need down to get your first home? All
1: right. Well, depending on where you're at. If so, I'm going to go military. VA loans for all military people zero down. USDA, which is a rural product, which sounds like. Oh, my God, it's got to be way out there. But you could do it probably in Temecula. You could do it in some parts of Fallbrook. You could do it in some parts where in Northern California, you can do it up in Tuolumne County, other stuff. That's 100% financing. It's rule. But you basically go to USDA website, put in the address. It'll tell you if it qualifies or not. That's 100% financing. Other than that, you have FHA with 3.5% down. You have first-time homebuyer conventional 3% down. Then you can do 5% down, 10% down, whatever you want. The biggest thing that a lot of people don't realize, like a lot of people want to buy a second home, right? So they have yeah. their first or they're renting and they they don't want to buy where they're at because they can't afford it. But they want to buy a house somewhere else. Well, you could buy that as a second home with only 10% down. Really? And a lot of people, yeah, yeah. Everybody goes, what? Really? Yeah. But I don't own a home. It doesn't matter. Where you live is your house, whether you yeah. rent it or you own it. The place that you go and visit as a vacation home, that's the second home and that's 10% down minimum. So if if you still question for you, if you buy that second place and what if you were,
0: so that second place, if you were to rent it out as like a rental property, can that be 10% down or does that have to be higher?
1: If you're going to rent it out on a regular basis, like month to month, right? You rent it. That would have to be 20 to 25% down. If it was like, what about
0: short-term rental, like an Airbnb or VRBO or something?
1: If you buy it, how about this? you buy it as a second home, what you do after that is up to you. So you can
0: buy it as a second home with 10% down and then you can- If
1: you're gonna, yeah, because that's gonna be because, and they know that you're occasionally might rent it, but as a second home, yes. However, yeah. you can't go in there and go, I'm gonna rent this and I wanna do 10% down. Can't work, it won't work. Not,
0: not, gonna, not gonna work that way, yeah.
1: Yeah, you tell them, so, and that's a lot of people buy a home, a, a second home, a vacation home, and they let people use it, right? And they charge them occasionally. That's okay. But if you're going to put it all right, you're, you're a 12, you know, a month to month rental agreement, all that, that's that's mortgage fraud. Mortgage yeah. fraud is investigated by the FBI now. That is prior illegal. To two, <laughs> Prior to 2006, it was not a big deal. Nobody investigated it. Then the IRS got involved after 2006. The FBI gets involved now. It's a lot of big deal. So do not do mortgage fraud. (laughs) Thank
0: thank you for that public disclaimer. Um, What would you say? I'm actually really interested in this. I I love talking about real estate. Um, It's something I'm really passionate about. I own a a couple of investment properties in in, uh, different states. I've always followed the mentality of rent where you live, own where you rent. Meaning like rent where I actually live and then own the places that I can rent out for investment. What are what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think you should own everywhere. So own where you live because <laughs> so, one thing about yeah. Cal- so let's talk about where you live, right? Yeah. San Diego County been it went up this year 28%. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: So it would have so, been would have
0: been a real, 000- real shitty investment to own that.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. So that's 28 grand on every 100,000
0: that the property was not, not every hundred thousand that you had put into it. Right. Because no, this is what I'd,
1: the value of the property is. Right. So, for so every for example,
0: and, and I think the word, I think the word is arbitrage, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. But for example, you said I could buy a property. Let's say I even put 10% down. So if I bought a million dollar home for a hundred thousand dollars and now that million dollar home went up 28%, it would be 280,000
1: the first year. 280,000,
0: 200, 280, and I only invested a hundred thousand dollars. So technically, that is a two hundred and eighty percent return. Is that correct? 180%. It's way more.
1: It's more than. It's more than that because you only yeah. you leverage. It's so I always tell people you want to put down the minimum you can because the more you leverage, the more you make. Um, if you buy stocks, say you buy a hundred thousand dollars worth of stocks. You have to put $100,000 in there to buy yeah. those stocks. Or Real estate's the is, only thing
0: where, where you, you don't you have to put all of it, your money in there.
1: No, other people's money.
0: Yeah. So I, I love that idea. Um, so I, the other big argument that I make, I, I, I love having this conversation with you because you're literally just talking me out of renting right now, which is, which is great. Um, so the other argument that me and my wife have are we are millennials and we hate being tied down to something. Right. So that was the that was the big idea of like, OK, we'd rather rent where we live in case we want to live somewhere else in a year. Or we want to go do something else and we don't want to be tied down. Right. Do you have any thoughts on that when it comes to owning where you live?
1: Yeah. Again, how long you been where you're at? Eight months. OK. And so. Here, all right. Let's just say you're there a year. Yeah. Right. You can't use this for everything. But I mean, the appreciation value going forward. I mean, wh- and you've got inflation coming. You have all this other stuff coming. Right. The one thing that always appreciate during inflationary periods is real estate is an asset as an asset always goes up in value. When we we're going to hit a recession, it's just because we're going to eat up all this stimulus money. We're going to hit it. It's, there's no way to get around it. There's only been two times in history that house values have went down during a recession. Two times in history.
0: Yeah.
1: The Great Recession, which was, should have been called a depression because it was it was the number of yeah. GDP this went is, down. This so was many 2008,
0: months, it, 2009.
1: Started in 2007 Seven, through yeah. 2012, whatever, the Great Recession, right? How's, the reason that happened, and we'll get into a little bit more, but the other time was in the early 90s, 91, I think 92, and we went down 2%. Other than that, every other recession, we went up in value during that period of time. Huh. All right. Interesting. So- Everybody's thinking, um, and I'm, I'm going to talk about this great recession and, and how it's different than now, if that's okay. This is kind of what we yeah, talked absolutely, about.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Time.
1: Yeah. All right. So during the great recession, right, what caused us to go into that was a financial crisis of the mortgage industry, basically doing these loans that anybody could get a loan and buy a house. And a lot of these people were buying two or three houses in a housing track, right, and then would turn around, rent them, or try to sell them. Right now, can you get two or three houses yourself in a housing track? No, one person can't even get a house in there. There's 20 people in front of you. So if you go, so if you look back during that period of time, 30, so most people start their family, start their, their housing unit and go out on their own when they're 31 years old, it's average between 31 to 33, if you look back. So if we, during that period of time, if you look from 2002 to 2006, when they built all those homes, you go back 31 years, that has to do with. Something called Roe versus Wade, where the abortion bill was legal, and so the birth rates dropped drastically for the yeah. next ten years. Right. Yeah. So you fast forward. There, during that so there were less time, there,
0: people. Basically, you're saying there were less people at you know, come 2007, eight, nine. There were significantly less no, people prior
1: to that. 2006, 2002. 2006 to 2006 when they were building all these extra homes saying that we need them. And we didn't, we and we didn't
0: have pe- more people coming through that actually needed those homes.
1: No. We it was a false sense of, we we thought we needed them because of the loan programs that were out there where you could buy a house with, with a pulse. You can yeah. buy it basically at that time. So people were, sometimes I mean, maybe
0: even not a pulse. You could still get a house.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's that movie, the big short where he's in the, in yeah. the strip club and the stripper lady says, I have three homes. How do you have three homes as a stripper? Yeah. Right. And that's basically what happened. I'm not saying strippers shouldn't own homes. I want to be clear about that. Everybody should own a home. But the issue is the fact that the products we had made it seem like we needed that many houses when we didn't. All right. So if we didn't have those products, those houses, the demand for those houses wouldn't have been there and they wouldn't have produced all those. But so. Let's fast forward to where we are today and why people th- keep thinking we're going to go through a bubble or a bust or whatever. If you look at that period of time, because we went through that and you were that age where your parents or other people you knew during that period of time lost homes and that kind of stuff, yep. right? And so and a lot, and the reason I started a radio show about this is because everybody was uneducated and they think they shouldn't own a home. You said millennials, we don't want to be tied down. That's BS. Freaking buy a house, make money then go do what the hell you want. Excuse my language. I don't know if I could cuss on this, but you need to stop thinking. You can say whatever the hell you want, Ed, go for it. (laughs) All right. So fast forward to today, you go back 31 years. We're in like the third year of this huge population birth rate growth, and it's going to happen for the next seven to eight years. And bear with me, I don't have my charts with me, but so we're not going to see a downturn in values. We're not going to see it. We're not going to see
0: It's simple, simple supply and demand. Right. Like we have more people that are going to be demanding homes over the next seven or eight years is basically what you're saying. Right.
1: Right. And we are 5 million homes short right now. 5 million? Right. 5 million nationwide. Is that, that's in the U S in the U S in the U S
0: where, how do you, how do you, I've heard that stat like three or four times now in the last couple of months. How do you define that? Like, where does that come from?
1: It comes from the different people who control, who track how many houses we need and all that kind of stuff like so people are i can get you statistics age, yeah. yeah but so i've seen the number from 4 million to 5.5 million i'm just telling you right now we're short homes i can tell you without even looking and is, i've seen some charts now huh? is
0: part of that is part of that because we haven't been able to build as much because of like covid and supplies and those sorts of things over the last well let's
1: well the t- All right. So if you look at t- periods of time yeah. from 2010 to 2019, we built the same amount of homes as we built from 1930
2: to 1939.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. okay. If you go back the 10 year period before that, it's like, you know, millions, 25 or whatever, some ridiculous number, right? Wow. That's we overbuilt. So if you look at that, we so we built hardly any homes, if you, you understand yeah. that. Because you think about, it, we built like 600 homes one year. This we need 1.5 million homes on a regular basis for population growth. Period.
0: So one point the as a po- as the population grows, we need about 1.5 million new well, homes each per year.
1: year. And yeah, right now part, we're nationwide. five
0: million behind, so we're technically three years behind already.
1: Well, it's worse than that because basically they, they can only right. I think the max they're doing right now is 1.6 million, 1.7 million, right this year. Yeah, and. They say they need to do their normal 1.5 million plus 750 thousand extra, yeah, and get and it will take ten years to get caught up. Wow, but that's not taking into account the, the birth rates either. So that's right? that's
0: not even taking into account the fact that we have an increased birth rate that is now coming to that age of 31, 32, 33.
1: Yes, that is correct. And the other issue you run into, there's not enough land. You know, go. <laughs> Think about it. Look where you are. Where are they going to build them? Out in the yeah. ocean? Inland more? Well, if you're going to build them inland more in that desert, why don't you just move to another desert? <laughs>
0: <laughs> another desert that's a little Which, bit less expensive than this desert here in, in San Diego. Right, yeah.
1: Right. And, and I mean, because that's how California, right? A lot of, they were saying a lot of people were leaving the Bay Area and moving to where we are up in Tahoe, other places. Yes, that happened. However, They sold that house at top dollar and had 20 people behind them trying to buy that house in the Bay area.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're still a fan of like location, location, location is King. Like if you are going to buy, get somewhere that people will want in the future or.
1: Well, I, I, you know what? I don't know if there's a place that people aren't going to want. Yeah. Right. I mean that the thing for me is I'm not big on relocating out of the state of California. And the reason is, I mean, I, I hate our politics. I don't, I think we're a one party (laughs) system. I think it needs to be changed because not everybody's represented and that's a problem, but let's not get into that part. But once I leave California, there's something I have to deal with that I don't have to deal with in California. What? You know what that is? What? Weather. (laughs) Weather. Right? Yeah. You go to, you go to Nevada. It's hot. A lot. Arizona. All those, places. you go to Texas, humidity, Golf ball, hell, tornadoes. Yeah. Right. Three. All right. So a lot of people say I'm moving to Texas because I'm going to save money. I can buy a house there. Did you know their property tax is
0: 3%? I did actually. I've I've looked at, I don't know if anybody else knew that, but I did know
1: that. <laughs> yeah. So they actually, you if you run the number, if you don't make $400,000 a year, you're not going to benefit from going to Texas. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. That's pretty crazy.
1: But if you only, you know, a lot of people we lost in this last year, the year before net migration was people who made fifty to to $100,000 because they can't afford a place to live here in California. So they, they move. Yes, if that's where your income is, you're going to have to move somewhere in order to buy because you do not want to rent. The rent, if you look at the rent numbers, they're going up. They're yeah. not leveling off. They're going up crazy. And where affordability of owning a home is at the lowest it's been since the great recession pandemic, you know, not the pandemic, but the recession area where those houses were so inexpensive, even when rates were higher, they were more affordable. But if you look today, we're so close to that and house prices are up. Interest rates are low. We're still low on interest rates, even though they've yeah. ticked up some. And, you know, when I got in this business, I took people from 13 to nine and they love me. If I tell somebody they're getting a 2.99, they think I'm taking advantage of them.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, yeah. so, I, I think I want to talk about that for a second, right? Because like you mentioned, I think now you said, you said, so home ownership is at an all-time low, but it is, it is coming up. No, right? all, yeah, it's
1: affordability so is, affordability. At the, is at a very, uh, no, a fill affordability meaning that you can afford it, right? Yeah. That's at a very high affordability right now compared, the only time it was better was during the great recession when the yep. values were so low. Okay. Yeah.
0: So more affordable. Um, and also Mm -hmm. rental prices have gone, you know, through the roof right now. So question for you on that one. Um, if I'm, let's say, so let's say I'm, uh, let's say I'm a starting entrepreneur or let's say I'm in a nine to five and I'm looking to start to take advantage of this. Like what, what advice would you give somebody who is not a first, they haven't owned a home before, maybe they are 30 years old or maybe they're 25 or maybe they're 35 and they haven't owned their first home. Like what, what, what should they start to do?
1: their first step they should do is talk to somebody like me yeah, to find out what they can see what, afford, see what they can afford. Yeah. What they can afford, where their credit is. Cause sometimes people have stuff on their credit. They didn't even know it was there. Right. Yeah. Credit is so King right now. We, and that was another thing that's different today versus 2002 to 2006. And to, in that period of time, somebody with a six twenty FICO score, there was like $387 million of loans done during that period of time of low FICO scores, where today that's like 28 million. Yeah. It's so different, and Day different. It's important, ever since the pandemic, the FICO score is so much more important because it just has. Um, during that period of time, everybody raised their minimums, right? That you could, So you needed a mm-hmm. 660 minimum versus a 620. Well, today that's back, but you don't want to, I, I I do these things on TikTok where they, I pull a thing out if somebody asked a question. One was mortgages with bad credit. And I said, you don't want to do it at all. Because You yeah. won't be happy with the process, you'll be upset with me, you'll be upset with everybody, you'll be upset with yourself. It's so much easier for me to work on your credit by just telling you, Go get a few c- secure credit cards, was, add your wife on her. Yeah, his. I was gonna say, Work on you your add credit add you first. On her. Yeah, what work on your credit first? Oh, huge! It's and that even if you're at 680 or it's 700, work on it to get a 740. The best rates are at 760 and a loan amount of 400,000 or it. greater.
0: So you got to work on your credit first, then talk to someone like Ed to figure out what you can afford. Um, well,
1: and hold on. can I read it? Can I add to that? Yeah. Talk to way. somebody like me first. Okay. Because I've had many people who've worked on their credit for six months or whatever. Then they come to me and nothing's changed because they did the wrong they thing. They didn't focus on the things that, that would
0: actually make a difference.
1: Correct. We run scenarios through software that tells us what they should do and how we can get to a score. It'll tell us. Yeah. A lot of people work on old, um, collections. Don't yeah. even touch them. If you touch them, they'll update to current. And now they've just taken more points away from you. Wow. Don't do anything till you talk to somebody like me
0: Beautiful. or me yeah, or, or Ed. Yeah. Let's just say Ed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's say, let's say I've got my credit in order. I've figured out, you know, how much I can afford, what, what next?
1: Then, basically, so here's the problem. If you talk to me, just realize you're probably going to be in a house in thirty days,
0: yeah, that's terrible.
1: I'm warning you because I'm you I will help you get to that point where if you have the money for the down payment, if you got the job and you we have your credit right, we'll get you with it. You'll work with your realtor and you'll find a place, write an offer, get accepted. It's so much easier today to get your offer accepted than it was six months ago or a year ago you know, during the huge once the pandemic was it's so much easier. It's more houses finally on the market, not ton more, but enough to help most people. It's, it's moving.
0: So, yeah. Yes.
1: So what if, what if you, what if you're not a nine to
0: five and you're an entrepreneur, maybe a starting entrepreneur, does that change things in terms of getting a mortgage? Does it make it
1: easier or harder? All right. So if you're a W2, let's just say W2 employee, right? Yeah. That's easier. We go off of what you're making per hour salary, whatever. Those are your yeah. numbers. Um, if you own a company and yeah. you, it depends on how you're paid yourself, you pay yourself a W-2 and then a K-1 or whatever because you're an LLC or a corporation or whatever, we go off of what you show as income from your W-2 and what your K-1 is. I know a lot of entrepreneurs, especially down there, that have companies and they only show a, min- a bare minimum of income just enough yeah. to get by because they write certain things off and they show no. So they could show that they only make $30,000 a year. Yeah. They can't afford anything. So there are other programs for self-employed now where we can use bank statements for the company, like 24 months of bank statements or 12 months of bank statements. And we add up your deposits. We look at how many employees and everything. We figure out how much of the deposits that we can use. I have one that's somebody in Oceanside I'm doing right now that we looked at all his deposits and basically his average income was before it was only 30,000 a year. Yeah. Looking at the bank statements, it's 280 grand yeah. a month.
0: Yeah. And that's that's yeah, that's definitely something definitely something that happens as entrepreneurs. Um yeah. so I think that's I think and the other thing, cool. thing
1: is the other thing about entrepreneurship is that you have to be doing it for two years,
0: yeah
1: All right. so you so Stability. I've had a client right. So say that you and if you and the other way to do it is if if you're tired of being an entrepreneur because I had an architect who for years showed twenty thousand thirty thousand, his wife hated it because they never had a steady income. and he came to me wanted to buy a house, and I said, Well, if you went to work for somebody as an architect, I could use that income the moment you get your first paycheck. Yeah. Because it's different the other way. Yeah. So what I mean is when you go, when you leave W2 and you become an entrepreneur, you know, that I mean, sole proprietor, what corporation, whatever, you've changed how you get paid. You have to show that you can actually earn money. You, you got to show that years. you've
0: done it for two years, that there's stability. That, is, yeah.
1: Correct. Right. When yeah. you work, which is so stupid because when you work for somebody, there's no more stability than any, than that. Yeah. I mean, cause they're, they can fire you tomorrow cause they don't like what you did. Or it could they, be, you, it could you
0: know. be another startup entrepreneur that could tank in the next two months or something. Right. 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 Um, no, I think that's, that's cool. So, so now talk me through, you started to get into this and I want to go a little bit deeper. Um, obviously you have, uh, according to the numbers that you have shared, it sounds like the, it sounds like the real estate industry as a whole, in your opinion, is going to continue to go, go up for the next several years for foreseeable future. Right. I think there's a lot of people that just like you mentioned, they're thinking in their minds, you know, just like you mentioned, there's a recession coming. And you kind of debunked that myth that like, you know, there's only been a couple of times that a recession has actually caused real estate to go down and it's, you know, percentages like 2% or whatever. Right. Um, So, so what are your, what are your views for the real estate industry over the next, let's say over the next two years, the next five years and the next 10 years?
1: Um, I just hope it stops appreciating at the appreciation rate we have now. Why is that? Because it's going to get to a point where it's going to be so unaffordable. Right. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. What's the what's the average price in your area? Er- let's just forget your area. Let's talk about like oceanside, right? It's eight hundred to nine hundred thousand for a house, right? Yeah. On average. So if you if that keeps appreciating at let's just say ten percent, that's ninety eighty, ninety grand a year. Yeah. At what point does it get to a point where nobody who lives there can afford what they is? And, you do, you know you what do I mean? that for and,
0: five years. And what was a 900 K home is now 1.5 million or whatever correct. it is. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So that's what, that's what the, so they and that's so right. I mean, they said San Diego was 28% last year, right. Yeah. This, to this date this year. And I mean that, and, and nationwide we were 18 to 20%. When you're oh. nationwide, 18 to 20%, that means California's through the roof. Yeah. Right? Usually it's, we're 7% nationwide and California's at 10, 11, 12 or whatever. It's just, it's unfortunate. We need, there's, it's going to get to a point where I don't see the industry stopping, but it's going to get to a point where there's two things that are going to happen. Yeah. The, in the last year, we put so many people in low interest rates, right? Yeah. During the pandemic, we shoved more people during that period of time than we normally do in like 10 years into really low 2% something interest rates, yeah. whether it's 15 years, 20 years, 30, whatever it is. Right now, the market is 85% of the of the houses sold in the market right now are resell, meaning not new homes, but they've been on the you know, resell. It's somebody had bought it years ago and they're reselling it. I have a feeling that that's going to go down to like 50%. And you know, this is my own thought. No mm-hmm. one's, this is me. I think to a certain point, why would I want to sell my house when I have an interest rate this low yeah. and go buy a house somewhere else with an interest rate? Even if it's a half a point or a point higher, same house, that's going to cost me anywhere from four to $500 additional a month. Say it's more than that. It could be $1,000 a month, right? Yeah. I took people from four and a half down to two and a half and they were saving six seven hundred dollars
0: yeah so basically people are gonna stop they're gonna stop reselling and they're just gonna sit in the homes
1: correct we're gonna That's stay right. in their homes way longer than ever we used so, to be seven years was average then it was 10 years I think we're gonna see 15 to 20 years we're gonna so go how, back to the 50s
0: yeah how would that how would that affect the real estate industry as a whole
1: let's see uh, people want to buy a house but nobody wants to sell. You tell me how does that supply help? <laughs> yeah. So basically what you're saying
0: is your, your worst nightmare, which is things continuing to appreciate is actually a very real so possibility.
1: It's, it's not my nightmare. I'm it's, old.
0: It's so <laughs> it's, it's people who want to buy their first homes nightmare.
1: It's my kid's nightmare. And yeah. the, and my grandkids nightmare. I only have one grandkid cause she did it early, but I know I look young, but um, the issue really is it's, and that's all this stuff that's happening right now with our government and all that stuff it's not really going to affect me it's going to affect my kids yeah. their kids their other kids and that's what you guys need to deal with yeah and i mean i don't mean that wrong but you have to really look at what's happening the market is so for you buy buy as much real estate as you can buy and can and actually can afford yeah buy everything you can yeah I'm writing that I down, mean, it's, it's, And I don't mean, and, and it would have been better for you to do this during 2007, 8, 9, 10, when they were much lower. Um, the one thing about rentals, when you buy them, they have to pencil. And if you don't know what that means, that means they have to cover the payment and you have yeah. to have profit from it. Yeah. If it doesn't pencil, don't buy it. Don't look, People get into trouble when they go, oh, it's going to appreciate it. 20, Ed said it's going to appreciate it, 28%, right? I didn't say yeah. that. I just said what has happened. Yeah, I want us back to a normal four to five percent appreciation. That's still amazing over years. That's, that's how the still, Bay Area that's still went. Phenomenal
0: from, investment. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, that's why the Bay Area bought all their houses at thirty thousand, and now they're selling them for one point six million. You know, for over a thirty. That's basically what we're going to run into. Is now your kids are going to buy them for four hundred, and can you imagine every house is four million? Yeah. Right. That's, That's what's cool. crazy. But that if you look back and talk to your, our parents and the grandparents, what did you buy for your house for? $80,000. Yeah. Right. or $60,000. Yeah. I bought it for five grand. So, <laughs> I mean, you can still buy stuff elsewhere much cheaper, but you got to live there. Yeah. Or you got to rent it. Yeah.
0: yeah. So basically moral of the story, buy what you can now. Buy what, Buy what you can afford. Get in there. And lock it buy in. Buy over
1: time, and if and buy what you can now, and buy over time. I mean, yeah. My biggest thing is if it's if you're going to buy your first house, it's and it's just you, or you're helping your kid buy their first house. Buy a duplex, triplex, a fourplex, one to four units is the same program as a single family house. Interesting. Right? So I've done this a lot for a lot of agents I know up in certain areas where their first, their kid was like, "Hey," and I'm like. Help him buy this, you know, duplex over. And this one lady, she she bought a triplex. She lived in one, rented out the other two. Um, FHA, three and a half percent down. That's the big kicker right there. Three three and a half percent down, FHA. She and she lived in there for a year, then had to go to school down where you are, and then came back and she'd rented the other room. It's at a fifteen to two. I think it's almost two thousand dollars a month profit now off of that wow. those units. Yeah. So she went and bought a single family home. I wouldn't let her put 20% down. I ran the numbers and told her put 10% down, use the mortgage insurance because the mortgage insurance was like 30 bucks. I'm like (laughs) divide 10,000. So divide that 10% extra you want to put down by whatever your mortgage insurance is. And that's how long it's going to take you to pay yourself back. Right. Or, or the difference in the savings. It's going to take forever. Don't do it. Uh, Your house will appreciate or you can pay it down over time. It won't matter. Just keep that money because you need it for something else or buy another opportunity. Cash is opportunity. Keep it because that's how you get it. So, so to some, some, some of this, like, cause this is, this is killer advice, especially for a
0: lot of people that are not necessarily big into the real estate space. Number one, basically what I'm hearing from Ed is like get into real estate. If you're not in real estate, like get into real estate, buy your first home, uh, put as little down as possible, pay, you know, pay the mortgage insurance, put the, as little down as possible, you know, follow some of these plans um, and then, uh, uh, the big thing there is buy more if you can. Right. So get in there, buy your first one, put as little down as you can. Um, and then get in there and keep buying right now because the real estate is going to continue to appreciate at least for the short term foreseeable future.
1: Yeah. But, but if you're going to buy other properties that says rentals and stuff like yeah. that, you're buying those for, you know, make sure it's covered the payment, that kind of stuff. That's cash why you buying flow, that Cash, flowing long, positive, cash yeah. flow. And eventually if you see the rates, I mean, rental, they're going to keep going up. So where you at now is not where you're going to be in ten years from now. So that's a totally different scenario when you're looking yeah. at that. When so we, you know, we have a couple of properties, but we bought thirty two acres a couple of years ago when nobody wanted land. We paid one hundred and thirty seven five for those thirty two acres, right? Yeah. So and we're building our forever home on it, right? But you know, you can't you can't get thirty through thirty two acres for that same price these yeah, days? Yeah, that's amazing, so, man.
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Dude, Ed, I could keep talking on this topic for forever. Um, I, we may have to get you back to go a little bit deeper on some of this stuff. One, one question I have to ask uh, every single person on this show um, is if, if actually, let's ask this one. Um, you, like you mentioned, you've kind of been through a lot. you we're talking about like, uh, you know, where you're at right now, and you know, really looking for, looking toward the problems that your kids are now thinking about, and your your grandkid is as well. What would you, you know, if you were to look at your idea of what success is in your life, what would it be?
1: Well, it changes by your age. Yeah. Right? So um I have a daughter with special needs and success for a certain period of time was being able to make enough money so I can spend time with her. I had her full time. I was a full time yeah. dad with her own by myself, single dad with her. And so that was at that time was having enough money so I could spend the time with her. Right. Yeah. So success is it's it's different all the time. When I was 27, it was driving my 500 SL living in Rancho Santa Fe. All right. <laughs> yeah. You know where that is. It's I lived about, there. I woke about, up one morning, two, two and a
0: half yeah. miles inland from me.
1: <laughs> I woke up one morning going, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. And re-looked at everything about because I was pushed. I went from nothing yeah. to a lot of money in the mortgage industry at that time and and we made i mean a lot. Yeah. We, I mean, we'll just say it at that, all right? Cuz I got, I don't want IRS come back at me from 20 years ago <laughs> or more. Um and the problem was, you know, you woke up going this is not success. Yes, yeah. I have this, but I wasn't happy. But I'm so not happy. You have to I'm define what yeah. 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 It's different for everybody and like during 2006, 7, 8 it was all about having enough money so I could run, do triathlons. I don't look like I do triathlons, but during that period of time, I was doing triathlons and other stuff, and I enjoyed that. I had the time to do that. So, But now it's success to me is making sure I pass on the knowledge that I, I've i acquired over this 20-year period of being in the mortgage industry and, and losing things and going through the headaches I went through. It's never been a... Per, it was not a perfect ride. It was. It was... There was times it was horrible, but... Coming out the other side, you're going, okay, I've learned a lot. What can I do to help people so they don't go through the same exact things that I went yeah. through? Or if they do, it's okay. I can help you. That's why I do those other two podcasts I do. And so now it's,
0: now it's That's a lot more about
1: serving others,
0: giving back, and making yeah. sure that you can help.
1: And there is actually... Um, I can't think of his name. He's going to kill me, but he, uh, this guy he has, but there's a few of them by age, what you want to do during that period, 10 period of time, that period of time. Yeah. And the time I'm at right now, it's about what you just said. helping others, serving other people.
0: I love that, man. I love that. Um, dude, thanks for coming on the show, Ed. I think this is going to be super valuable for, for everybody. Um, and for all of our shit, you don't learn in college fans out there. Uh, be sure to go check out the shit. You don't learn in college book now available on Amazon, uh, and www.sidlickbook.com. We give you some free giveaways on our website, sidlickbook.com as well. Uh, so go check out the book. Uh, Ed, thanks one more time. I think this has been absolutely stellar, man.
1: Anytime if you ever need me back. Let me know.
0: We'll make it happen, man. Thanks.